Hey everybody, welcome back to the Willow Tree Online 2024. This is the first episode of the new year. We're so grateful that you're here. Uh, I'm Steven. I'm joined by my co-host. Christina. Christina is here and this is a very special episode to kick off the new year because Christina and I are celebrating 10 years of marriage. Marriage. That feels so long. It feels uh, so long. It's very (laughs) weird to say that Mm -hmm. we are people that like, yeah, we've been married 10 years. Um, yeah, uh, our anniversary is 1414, so January 4th, 2014. Easy to remember. For me. And, we did that for me, not for Steven, yeah. believe it or not. I cannot remember dates, and he keeps- I remember dates pretty well. You are such- so, Yeah, I do not. I got that going for me. But, you really um, do. But yeah, we're, basically, we're going to summarize uh, what we have learned through our unique hardships- and the storms that we have gone through in our marriage, which, you know, obviously everybody has gone through hard things. Um, but what we've been through in 10 years is different than what most people, I would say, experience. And we've lived a lot of life in 10 years. Um, and through that, um, we've we've had people ask us all the time, like, what what have you learned about what it takes to build a really core, like thriving relationship. It's not just about length, yeah. you know, it's like, here's how to make your relationship last. Like that's, that's a good thing, but, but it's kind of like living longer. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's one thing to live longer, but you also, it's not, what's the phrase? It's not just the being propped up by the medical. Well, yeah. Thinking? Well, no, it's like, there's a phrase. It's like, it's not just the, the, years of your life it's the life in your years right that kind of thing so not just quantity quality yeah it's so it's it's uh you know it's what we've learned going through some really hard things about what it takes to have a thriving Mm -hmm. relationship um an intimate relationship Mm -hmm. and so we're gonna we've we've talked a lot about it we brainstormed a lot we had a lot to say <laughs> when we were planning this so we're gonna too much try to sh- keep it uh you know keep it might succinct circle for back you. to this one yeah but um but yeah just go through basically what we what we have learned and what we have identified as being really core and important for us to stay firm stay connected and be just show up who how we want to show up for each other these past 10 years. Um, we obviously know a lot more now than we did as those fresh faced 22 year olds. And we'll know a lot more in married. 10 years. <laughs> yeah, we so will. So we definitely are not the yeah, the will. wisest of beings, but we'll offer what we have. Yeah. But how, how cool though, that we're, you know, we're, we're here in Nashville. There's a fire going. We've got a two year old asleep. What a cool little snapshot for yeah, 10 cool. years. And recording a podcast, talking to all you guys, all y'all. And it's 2024. I mean, there were many years where people told us we wouldn't even make it. Like the world wouldn't make it to 20. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I think the world was supposed to end a number of times. Yeah, Almost many did years end. Ago. Thanks to COVID. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I also just want to make note I was thinking about like, should this be our first episode of 2024? Like, let's talk about relationships. And we decided it does, it felt fitting because. Going into a new year, everyone's making resolutions. We're not really into resolutions, but um, like, what's more important than 
cultivating and paying attention to the relationships in our lives because it just matters the most. Like the people in our life, we had, we might talk about it later. We had a scary situation happen today with Beckett and it's like those moments you just go, oh my goodness, nothing else matters. Yeah, You know, so I think this isn't just for people who are married or you and your spouse, but I think some of these points are really important for any of your relationships Yeah, and for our us to keep remembering as well. Absolutely. Yeah. It definitely, it's definitely some transferable skills here. <laughs> skills. <laughs> we're going to talk about all of our skills. Skills. Um, but first, as always, we're going to talk about the three highlights of the day. So Christina hit it. It was a day y'all. It was a day. I'll just, just not leave anyone hanging. We, on our excitement of today, uh, we ended the day with Beckett falling randomly on something random and getting his eye underneath his eye, like very badly cut. And it yep. was a bit traumatic and terrifying for everyone. Yep. And his uh, yeah, eye well, instantly swelled. He instantly, his eye, he couldn't see out of his eye because it swelled that fast. Yeah, he he, he fell and he cut like uh, uh, his left, like underneath his left eye, like not his eyelid, but like that little pouch kind of right underneath your eye. It's, and it, I would say it's a bad cut. If it was a bad cut, we wouldn't be recording this podcast right yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, it was worse than like, oh, you got a little But it, yeah, it wasn't <laughs> just like, oh, there's a little scratch. It was like, oh, there is, you know. This is an injury. Yeah. So it was um, worth us both being like, does he need stitches? You know, it was just a, it was a frightening call and it's, it's just, yeah, it was, it was a little overwhelming for our nervous systems. Yeah. Yeah. So that was not a highlight, but a highlight for me, I will start was holding him in bed tonight and Steven crawled into bed too. And just one of those sweet moments that, you get when it's like, man, like this is the stuff that matters. Don't lose sight of the stuff that matters. You know, life just is so like fragile and fast. And just being in bed with Steven and Beckett tonight was like a helpful recalibrating moment. I would say that was one of my highlights, knowing he was going to be okay. Um, And then another one was me and Beckett. Beckett had a little play date with one of the neighbors um, who lives, I mean, it's what, like a four minute walk. It's not, yeah. not far, yeah. but usually I push back it over there in his stroller. And today I was like, do you want to walk over there? And, um, so he walked on his own with me, of course, I just sent him out the door. Yep. Good luck. Two. Good luck finding um, them. But it was just so cute seeing him like walk into his neighbor friend's house and walking home. I don't know something about it. I was like, it was so just really sweet. sweet. Um, okay, and then my third highlight is that I made a mistake. I have never done this before. I took Christmas down too soon. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because I actually left it up longer than most people. Everyone's like ripping it down, you know, right after Christmas. And I was like, no, like, we need to wait. Like, what? Don't rush it. Then we did decide to take it down. And ever since then, I have felt more sadness than normal. And every morning, Becca says, turn on Christmas tree, turn on Christmas tree. Because it was his job to plug in the lights. And I'm no like, lights. there is no Christmas tree. And so today we went down to the basement. Me and Stephen found, or me and Becca found the Christmas box, opened it up, and we took out the garland and we rehung the garland so that he can plug in the lights. We're not putting up another Christmas tree or doing any of the other stuff, but. 
go find, go find like a bargain Christmas tree place. Yeah. Here's all of our dead Someone Christmas did trees. tell me like, go to Target. Like all their Christmas stuff is like, you know, you could get right. a little it's one, like a little fake right one. Now, yeah. Anyways, we put the garland back up and it's lit right now and it just feels so right. And I think that little glimmer with the Christmas lights is going to truly help me get through these dark, cold days that are good. Us. Good, good. So those are my highlights. And Beckett was thrilled. He doesn't know what's going on. He's like, it's back. <laughs> the garland's back. This is a great news. She said next year. I guess that means three days. <laughs> what about you, Stephen? Yeah. Well, on your same highlight of like crawling into bed and just kind of all being there, it's amazing how quickly, uh, you know, an injury or, you know, some sort of harm can just recenter your priorities really fast, you know, um, I had been, I've been feeling sick the last few days. So I've been kind of feeling sorry for myself and <laughs> my temper was, or my, my patience was short, things like that. And then, um, seeing your, your, you know, just your, your baby, your kid hurt and screaming and you don't know what's wrong. Really. It's amazing just how fast that, that switches, but, um, it's a good reminder of what really matters. And I always think whenever we're in those moments where like, we're all kind of together, Oakley's on the bed, we're all there. I was like, it's amazing that like, we're all, this is all that matters. Everything that matters fits on this bed. If a flood came through right now, we could all float away, (laughs) (laughs) but we'd all be together on this, on this mattress, on this bed. Um, yeah, it's just wild to always think about, but Sponsored by Tufted Needle. <laughs> Tufted Needle will float away with you and everything you care about. Um, yeah, so for me, today was really fun. I got to meet up with a, a really dear friend of mine who has kind of a new venture that he wants to pursue and um, and kind of start to build this year. And we've been talking about it for a long time, but he uh, brought together um, his Avengers you know, team today to uh, just some friends that he knows of varying skills. You know, I'm a marketer and kind of product developer, digital product developer. And then he brought in like his, you know, executive coaching friend and his entrepreneur friend, you know, all these different people to help him kind of map out and ideate what this um, kind of dream about this new venture of his. Um, And I got to do that with him. So that was just a, a big honor. And it was really fun to meet those guys and all talk and just be together. And, uh, so that's always really energizing for me. And then our neighbors just came home from a really long, uh, vacation and they were gone for about a month and they've been home for a couple of days and we hadn't gotten to see them. They were uber jet lagged and we just hadn't crossed paths. And then t- today we were outside and they came home and it Oakley was lost his mind. Oakley lost his mind. Beckett saw them and he was like, Oh my gosh, He's, there you are. Yeah, he he ran inside. getting all his toys to show them. Yeah. He started showing him all of his tricks and the stuff like that's what happens when somebody comes over, he goes and he sh- runs and grabs Clifford and Foxy and it's all always, of his toys. He runs and grabs Clifford and Foxy. And then he throws them up in the air and makes them do flips. It's yeah, like his thing. Like, he did that do. when our other neighbor came over today <laughs> Look too. Look what I can do. Look at this. And it was just like, all of our our whole family, it was just like an explosion of like but they're here. Oakley was the best. Oh, Oakley, Oakley went got the zoomies yeah. and he was running laps and like 
It was insane. Yeah, he was super For hyper. like five minutes. Oh, a long time. He yes. thought they had passed away. Long time. <laughs> like, he oh my loves gosh, them. You're They're back. like his second family. Yeah, he stayed with them a couple of times. So he was very excited to see them. It was just a wonderful reunion, more than what we could have hoped for. <laughs> um, it was great. So there was that. And then um, we, you know, Beckett had his his injury, his scare. We got him cleaned up. It was really stressful and, and hard for all of us. And so then we had kind of a later dinner and we were watching Frosty. And then we were watching just, just to like all kind of decompress as a, as a family. And he, I'm sitting on the couch with Beckett. Christina's downstairs taking her shower, getting ready for uh, bed. And he's holding his popsicle, part of his popsicle, which he had for dinner. And usually when he's watching like Frosty the Snowman or something, he's just enraptured. He doesn't know? just eat popsicles for dinner too. I just want to call it out. <laughs> it was all that was left. He'd already eaten his noodles well, and, and his it's potatoes. A, it's a smoothie that I blend. Yeah, it's like a it's a fruit smoothie. It's his power popsicle. Yeah, it's true. Popsicle has a broad range of nutritional. That's how you get your child to eat <laughs> spinach and kale. Um, but he, it's like he all of a sudden realized that I was there, and and so he and he had his plate with him, and he set his popsicle down on the plate, <laughs> and he like put it onto the coffee table so that he could crawl into my lap, and he just laid down in my lap and kept watching, and that just melted me so that was a really big highlight for me today I'm that so i got sweet. to give him comfort and that he would you know that that he would choose to do that <laughs> you know if you have a toddler they don't always choose to do those things especially after you'd like had to clean his wound and he was yeah screaming, i, I had know? to he cause him pain because i had to i had to you know uh, try to help him after after his injury which is always so confusing him. So anyway, that was just a big highlight. I just got to sit there and hold him and sing along with sing songs on YouTube and all that stuff. So anyway, those are the highlights. Listener, what are yours? We highly encourage you to stop and uh, think through what your three highlights are so far. Um, and your loved ones or partner or friend or whoever, stranger that you're passing by. What are your three highlights? Roll down the window at a stoplight. Um, all right, let's dive into the core content. 10 decades, or 10 decades. We're old. Okay. Uh, no, 10, 10 years, a decade of marriage in, you know, 20 minutes. Go. I'm going to throw a curveball at you and you're <laughs> going to be like, oh, let's edit this out, but I'm not going to let you. <laughs> I really think that just so that people listening to this don't think that we're like, we have it figured out. Here are all of the steps. I do. do th- I do think that we should start with each sharing something that when you got married to me, okay. you didn't know about me, and it kind of drives you crazy. Yeah, we can start with that. We got to start. It's like the little humble factor, you know, like, okay, we got to bring ourselves down. Bring ourselves down. Okay, we'll start so there. So what's something, Stephen, that you didn't know when you said I do at the altar and that you're like... That thing just kind of drives me. Drives me crazy. This was really funny because we, Christina was like, oh, it'd be funny to answer this question. But like we were struggling to think of what it was for our, like to think about, like I was like, I don't know what that is for you. Or you were saying that about me. He's like, I don't know what. Like, yeah, like I don't know what about Stephen drives, drives me crazy. Me crazy. And, and he I was didn't like, know what about me. And I said, I know what drives you crazy that I do. Yeah, and, and I, I said it and same. you went, oh my gosh, yes, that is it. A hundred percent. So <laughs> just a funny, 
thing that like we don't know often ourselves, but we know other people better sometimes. Uh -huh. um, yeah. So for for you, I would say <laughs> the the thing that I didn't know that you do that drives me crazy and can will continue to drive me crazy is that you you push yourself, uh, you push yourself really, really hard and really far, like beyond what is healthy or helpful or good. Um, you'll be like at the end of yourself because you've been pushing. And this is like, again, like throughout our entire marriage and you just don't stop. You're like, no, I need to, I need to do this task. I need to finish this thing. And I'm like, no, yeah. go to bed. You are done like you you continuing on right now is making tomorrow worse you know like you are hindering your your ability to thrive and enjoy life right now and or heal or whatever um and it comes from a really good place like as this often is our strength is also our weakness you are used to because of POTS and your chronic illness, you're used to having to push through. Otherwise, you wouldn't do anything. You know, you'd just be in bed all day. Um, if you just, every time your body resisted you mm -hmm. or was loud, you'd be like, you know, that that would, you would never get anything done. So you have to push through because a lot of it is is mental anyway, kind of mind over matter. And you, you push through anyway, but then it gets to a point where it's a little too much. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm on the other end of the spectrum. I I tend to not push myself, and I should. Um, but that is something that I I bring to the relationship. I I can pat you on the shoulder and say it's time to be done now. You, th those dishes can wait. I I'll do those dishes. Yeah, man. it's like my my willpower. I get stubborn. I think sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I think sometimes. I definitely do often. Um. <laughs> And my like my willpower and my work ethic can like get the best of me. Yeah. And I get stubborn because I'm like, no, I don't want like I want to be able to finish this. And honestly, it is something that I am working on. And Steven knows that too. But I'm doing things to like actively work on letting go. And yeah. I don't know exact I need to do some self assessment, I'm sure, deeper to figure out like what that exactly is. I don't know if it's like you know, it's not like a desire. I don't think you're going to like love me more if I like finish cleaning the dishes. It's like I get stubborn. I don't know. It's interesting. No, I think I know that that resonates with me a lot that you, you don't want it throughout your entire life. If somebody's like, here's, here's the bar. You're like, great. I'm, I'm going to surpass that. You know, like I'm, I'm going to do what I need to do. And I mean, kind of, but like in college, I was like great with like C's get degrees, you know? Yeah, but like, <laughs> like I I'm guess, not always an overachiever. No, I don't, I don't know. It's I'm weird. not saying overachiever necessarily, but like, I think there is a, I think there's an element of like, you don't want to give in to this thing. Mm -hmm, you, know, you don't mm -hmm, want, you don't mm -hmm. want to quit. Yeah. Like you're not a a quitter. Yeah. Like, um, I don't want fatigue to win. It's like, well, you need to like love yourself enough to yeah. rest. Yeah. 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 Something I need to keep working on. And I, well, and I would say too, there's, I would assume there's still a feeling of, you know, if 
you know, Potts has taken a lot from you in yeah, your life. Totally. You know, so a huge thing driving think for you is like, I want to live the life I want to live and mm-hmm. I'm not going to let Potts, you know, get in the way of that. And you've so much of how you've lived your life is around making sure that you have the energy and the ability and the strength to, to do the things you want to do. So it's, it, I think there's some of that in there too. Yeah. All right. All right. What well, about you, babe? What What about me? Drives you crazy. Yours is that you didn't know. Yours is less of a character flaw than mine, so I definitely. I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I think the the driving you crazy factor is higher <laughs> okay. than yours with mine. Here's the thing, you guys. Stephen. Well, this is a complex, but basically, he gets obsessive about researching things. And on the surface, that's no big deal. And like he said, the golden lining is that if you need to know what the best wide toe box shoe is, ask Stephen. If you want to know the best um, like battery to use in your car, ask Stephen. If you want to know what the best phone cover is for like resilience and dropping it, ask Stephen. He just researches everything. And that's really nice. But it drives me insane sometimes because I'm like, just find the shoes you like. They're good enough. They hit the marks. And he's like, I need to try them on, wear them inside for three days, maybe return them and get this other one and then maybe return those because I found out these ones are actually made of like this sort of tire rubber. And then what really drives me nuts is when he actually decides after all of this process, this is the right thing that I want. And then he slips. And like two months later, he says something about, yeah, I mean, if I were to do it again, I would get these. Or I I was looking this up and there's actually this new company. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Because then there's always the better thing. I don't know why it drives me nuts. Yeah. But it's funny to me. <laughs> I know. It's just, yeah, I don't know. I think, like, because if I were to do that, I, it would come from a place of me being dissatisfied. So I'm like, why are you always unsatisfied? When is it good enough? Right. And for you, you're like, I'm not unsatisfied. I just know that if I do this again in three months, I'll do it differently. Yeah. Whereas if that was me and I knew that there was a better option, I would like regret my past choice and, you know. And I mean, it's also annoying because sometimes it takes long to like decide on things. Right. Well, And I'm like, come on, do you want waffles or curry for dinner like just just like decide (laughs) well i think the the bigger thing when it gets really frustrating is when it's like it's something that i need to do like you you had a good example around like you know okay what workout program should i do and i'm like obsessing about like okay well what are my goals and what okay i'm gonna find okay these guys are the best and they have a program that's this much and whatever and you're like just he has like a spreadsheet on, of like put all on things. shoes and like run up the hill, dude. Like do do something. Yeah. For, and I and that's a hundred percent true. Like I like, I can get into classic researching analysis workouts paralysis. in your bathrobe eating Cheerios for three days. <laughs> is you could just <laughs> we're laughing because this actually happens. <laughs> you could just like put on your shoes. Doesn't have to be the best running shoes. Put on any old running shoes and just start. 
moving your body. Do something. Do some jumping that's jacks. Kind of, I'm kind of like, which I'm kind of flippant about things, which, you know, that's something I could get better about. But sometimes I'm like, I don't know. Let's just do it. Let's just like take that path. It's fine. Yeah. You know? Yep. And I, I get, I, it's like, I have a, an inner fear. If we want to dive deep, I have this inner fear of, of wasting my time doing something that is not as good as it could be. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, I want to, if I'm going to put my energy towards something, it's like, I have a, what is it? Like a poverty mindset around my energy. I only have a limited amount of energy. And so if I'm going to spend my time and energy on this thing, I need to make sure it's the right thing. Right. And I will not move for a long time trying to decide what the right direction is. And my poverty mindset's around time. I'm like, you're wasting time. You just got to do it. Another day just went by and we didn't, you know, it is, it is a miracle that we are podcasting and that we have the setup that we do because you remember how much research went into this setup. Of course. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, th- and this is a perfect like thing of compromise as well. You know, it's like I finally found there's better. Like, okay, yeah, there's definitely <laughs> better, but like I knew what we had, what, how we were doing it was really frustrating, and like the, we would not be doing this podcast probably if we oh, still had yeah. the old setup. I mean, it's a gift. We so yeah. we we found there's a balance. You know. Oh found, yeah, I mean, healthy. We middle. both, even though we both have these tips with each other. We we can also admit that it makes each other's lives better. Yes. Like the things that, because Indeed. you research so much, it makes our life better. Indeed. Okay, it well, can. we just spent can so much of the fun. podcast doing that, but it's fine. I mean, this is the stuff, right? That is just the stuff. Conversation. So, so we'll, we'll just get through a th- few of these. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Thanks. Uh, we'll see how, how far we go. This might be a two-parter, but, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll dive into, uh, into the things, the elements that we feel like makes a, uh, a really thriving relationship. The things that are, we kind of feel are most important mm-hmm. uh, and that we keep coming back to over and over again mm-hmm. in our relationship that keeps us centered, connected to each other, grounded, um, and when we're not feeling connected or centered, that this we're probably not doing some of these things. Exactly. Yeah. So, well, you wanna you wanna start? Sure. Okay. So the first one for me is respect, and that seems like well, obviously, but I feel like it's one of the biggest deals, and it's not just a mindset, but it's an action. Like yeah. even if you don't feel like respecting the person, or maybe you don't even feel like they have deserved your respect acting in a respectful way, using respectful words that allows that person to become more respectable. Because if you're like really like down on a person with your words or your actions, it's not going to help them thrive. Like we want to help our, you know, help the person in the relationship thrive and living out of respect, I think is like really critical. Cause if you don't feel respected in your relationship, it's really hard to it's, thrive. It's a non-starter for any type of growth or connection yeah. or intimacy or anything like that to happen. Yeah. yeah. And if, and it's, it's, it should be noted that it's also like perceived respect. Like if I don't perceive that you respect me or I, or if I perceive that you have disrespected me, if I feel disrespected mm-hmm. by you, it's, I mean, a wall goes up really fast mm-hmm. and it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, some people have more strong reactions to it. Um, but vice versa, you know, if you're like, you are not 
respecting me and my opinions and my thoughts on this thing, it's like, it makes it very hard to make any type of progress in any other way. And respect doesn't mean agree. I just want to point that out yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. All of these are very complex, but we'll we'll leave it there. So what's yeah. the second one? All right. The second one is um having um basically having your your own individual life still um within your relationship, obviously. But like not being like for me, I I always I came into marriage with this idea of, you know, it's of kind of thinking that like you're supposed to be, you know, this idea of being one, right? You, you, you join in, like you are, you become, you know, one person. Um, and that can go too far. And I think it goes too far for a lot of, a lot of people. Um, and it, it's just really important for you to still have your own individual identities, your own hobbies, your own friends. Um, not every single aspect of your life has to be connected to the other person. And that, that was me for most of our marriage, honestly. Like I, I just defaulted to like whatever you kind of wanted. And, and I never asserted anything of my own and not because I felt like I couldn't, I just didn't like, I was like, I didn't have the awareness around it. And really only in the last few years have I grown enough to say, you know what? I need this for myself and I need to do this by myself. And, and I need that. And I was, and I've been able to know that and communicate it to you, which allows you to respect it and say, okay, yeah, absolutely. Go do that. And it's been, it's been so good for us to have these little spaces where it's just ours, you know? Um, I think that's, I think that's really, yeah. In an interesting way, the longer we've been married in some ways, the more we've grown apart, but it's like in a good way, like the more we've realized, like I need to have my own identity in this area or I believe this thing and you believe that thing and that's okay. Yeah, You know, we can agree to disagree and, I think that's really healthy. Yeah. Like I gave up a lot of stuff. Like when we got married, I was like, okay, well, I just need to leave that behind now because that's not, Mm -hmm. you know, that's not what Christina thinks or believes. Mm -hmm. And so I need to leave, like, I just, I need to change. Mm -hmm. And I've kind of come back to that. I'm like, no, I still, I believe that. Or I really enjoy that kind of thing. I love that kind of music. Mm -hmm. Christina hates that kind of Mm -hmm. music. And that's okay. I'm still going to listen to it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Literally. And, uh, you know, and certain types of humor, whatever, you know, and, and, uh, but it's, that's, Im- it's important to, to still have that. So totally. Okay. The next one is my mom always said this. It was like her premarital advice. We say it to each other all the time and it's, I'm on, we're on the same team. Yep. So when things feel, I mean, we might say it to each other every week. You know, sometimes Probably, yeah. we'll we'll kind of clash like something happens and I Stephen feels misunderstood, I kind of lash out or something and I'll just say, "Hey, hold on. We're on the same team." And or you'll say that. Yeah. It's really recalibrating to remember maybe you're approaching a situation differently, but your end goal is the same. You do want, you know, ultimately yeah, 
that makes sense. It's just amazing how our brains often interpret things so fast. Yeah. You're coming against me. It's like, you're against me. Yeah. Yeah. You are my enemy in this. Yeah. 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 It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That is no. Yeah. You are not my enemy. Even when it comes to parenting, that's become maybe even harder. Like an example is sometimes like medically with Beckett, like we had different opinions on vaccines, but so it felt like we were each other's enemy, but ultimately we were like, hey, we're on the same team. Our goal is a healthy, happy, thriving baby. Yeah. We just have different opinions on how to get there, but we're on the same team. And if you can remember that, it's truly helpful. And you could really sit down and say, all right, you know, let's talk about why do you think the way you do? And and that's yeah. really helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you. Um, yeah, next point here is we- it's been this like secret sauce of ours where we are intentional about um, finding and inserting whimsy into our day, into our weeks. Um, you know, like every Saturday we have a routine where we go and we, Beckett takes a nap in the afternoon, like from 12, 1230 ish to, you know, two or something. And so on Saturdays, we go, we get acai bowls, he naps in the car, we go for a drive, eat our bowls, and we get dedicated alone time with each other where we can talk. It's like our date time. In full sentences. (laughs) And we get to go for a drive, which is really calming for both of us, and Beckett sleeps, and we get to eat. I called those acai bowls literal dopamine the other day because they're so good. Um, And it's just this, it's so... It's like, why wouldn't we do that? Of course, let's do that. Um, you know, or if I want to drive an hour and a half to the Amish market to get sourdough, the best sourdough bread also, ever. Whimsy does not have to be centered around food. Yes, this is true. Um, but anyway, we just, it's something about, you know, finding the light in the day. And uh, life is life is hard. There's a lot of hard things that are happening um, that you might be going through as well. And, uh, and we have to look for the light and sometimes we have to make it. Um, and, uh, and we'll say that to each other sometimes like, Hey, I need whimsy today. Yeah. What, what can that be? Let's take some puzzles and go to a coffee shop. Yeah. And it, it, even if it's really short, like tonight, Becca got hurt. We were all pretty, you know, frazzled and it's like hey we need a little whimsy tonight like let's put on the fire and twinkle lights and like put on frosty let's just you know eat waffles in front of the tv tonight and that was like really fun for all of us and different and this was born like whimsy was born out of my i have this like vivid memory when we lived in arizona i don't remember what year it was but i was like i was literally bed bound for like weeks on end for a, a short not mm-hmm. short, but for a season. Yeah, first. I was going through some like medical treatment, and Stephen would leave for work, and he. We kind of had this thing that, like, to the extent of the hard, we had to bring in that extent of the good. So if it was like a nine out of ten hard day, be like, we better bring in a nine out of ten whimsy today. So he would come home with like, I'd say like, hey, I'm having a really nine day today. He'd come home with flowers, or he'd be like, okay, I'm gonna get kombuchas on the way home, and you know, it's like le- meeting that. It's not even like, it's not like a doing fun things it's like no it's like a lifeline yeah yeah literally like the i we have to do this or we're gonna go down with the ship exactly it's almost like our 
rebellion against like depression sometimes yeah. yep. or complete overwhelm really yeah so and it could look like you know we we used to make waffles on saturdays and uh and our friends gave us a waffle machine that was captain america's shield like that can be whimsy and again it's centered around food sorry <laughs> Um, the twinkle lights are a good one. That's that's not food. Like, what do you enjoy? What lights you up? Yeah. What's that kind of like, not like guilty pleasure, but like just the little yeah. thing. Like, how, I love that. Or if it's been a really Put hard it, day. Do it. We'll be like, hey, let's watch comedy tonight. You know, like, yeah. what's the thing that makes you laugh or... Let's go walk around some of our favorite shops. And like and often all shop. it takes is just asking the question. And a lot of times you'll you'll know in the moment kind of what it, what it is you need. It's like, what's some whimsy I could do right now? What do I need? You know, do I need a dance party with Elton John? With him. With him specifically. Ideal. Call him up. Um, yeah. So that, that's whimsy. Okay. Next one. We'll probably do two more. What do you think? Yeah. That sounds good. Um, well, this one's so cliche, so maybe we'll kind of just say it, skip it, but honesty. <laughs> but yeah. honesty and with that, creating space for that. So yeah. by that, it's like really being honest with each other. And I think it's taken us years and we're still working on that. Sometimes you don't even know when you're not being honest with the other person because you're not even being honest with yourself. Yep. Yeah. So finding that honesty, but then creating space for that in a way that the other person can accept it. Like I wouldn't just say what's, you know, something that's been bothering me that I know is going to be hard for Steven to hear randomly, you know, like, but we need to create space for that in our relationships of like, this is a time where like, you know, an example, I guess, would be maybe I would text you, be like, hey, there's something I would like to talk with you about. Would you let me know, like, when you kind of feel like that would be good for you? You know, so then Stephen can know, like, okay, when I'm in a good headspace, I'm not feeling stressed with work, yeah. you know. Yeah. And that's kind of how we approach it usually is we just let each yeah. other know, like, hey, like, let's have a, like, we need some conversation space. Let me know when that would be good. Yeah. And, that's really helpful for us because then we can enter in with our uh, like walls down too. Yeah. yeah. And and a lot of times it's not even that like, you know, I've heard a saying where it's like, you got to take out the trash regularly. Right. Or right. it starts to pile up and stink and all that stuff. And yeah, I guess there's trash in every relationship, but also it, it's also not even like the stuff builds up. Even again, like if it's perceived or we just have like, like we're in our own weird funk or something. And it's like, I just need to like say this and it might not even be related to you. Mm. You know, most I just of the like, time it's not. Yeah. Most of the time it's not. It's like, there's just this stuff in my head and I, I need to get it out. And I think the, it's maybe more helpful to say what not to do, which is to not pretend. That's really what we're talking about here when we're saying being honest. And like, I think of a recent situation where we both of just thinking about kind of where we were uh, in, in kind of a life situation, we both, and Christina was kind of the more honest one first and was like, I, I'm in this place. Um, and that's really hard to say because that might feel discouraging. And it was just, it was like it opened up 
all of this connection and conversation and I was able to say, you know what? I am too. Wow. We're both in this place and we, and we didn't really know. Yeah, It was like centered around burnout. Like yeah. I just needed and, to tell him like, I'm, I really am done with this. Thing. Yeah. And, yeah. and, but like we were, we were both feeling it, yeah. but we weren't saying it, it yeah. you know? And so, and it, so it caused all this like underlying stuff. So that's what we mean when we say um, honesty. You yeah. know, it's not just about like, hey, I lied at the post office today. You know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And like Stephen said, often it's not even a, it's not about each other. I, mean, I don't remember the last time it was about each other, but like often it's Stephen telling me, we say texting each other a lot because that's a really good way for us to communicate. Having a toddler like, we're in the same house, but you know, Steve Beckett's maybe napping on me. Steven's working. So I'll send Steven a text and yeah. he can send me a text back. And that just works well for us. But and um, sometimes it's just giving feedback like, hey, like the way you like you said that thing to me and I that hit me like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not saying like, so you should have said something different. It's more just right. giving the other person information that they can use to say, oh. Uh, well, I, I actually, I'm glad you told me because I meant it like this and, and what you heard and interpreted wasn't my intention. So let me correct that. And saying in a way, like if in the moment I was like, he says something and I say like, you, why are you saying it? Like uh, reacting in the moment, it's so much better for me to like, if something like rubs me wrong or triggers me, I let it have some space and then like I can either talk with him or send him a text and be like, Hey, just so you know, like I'm not upset with you, but when you said that thing, you know, like I'm not in a reactive state anymore. Like make sure that when you go into an honest conversation, your heart and your nervous system are feeling grounded at least. Yeah. So. Absolutely. um, And then bring back to the first point of respect. Right. right it's like all there's got to be this respect at the foundation of all that or yeah it really doesn't work honesty is just oh it's just so important like tell him how you're doing in the day we do that a lot too you know sometimes steven will come out and he's looking really exhausted and i just say hey what do you need tonight you seem exhausted am i reading you right like how was your day and when you're honest with me i can be like okay well i'm gonna do bath time it's just helpful to keep yeah. the conversation all right Last one from you, Stephen. Yeah, last one here um, on our on our list for this episode, at least. Yeah, we'll finish out. Is um, to co- be intentional about cultivating connection with each other, and I think at the start of a relationship, uh, a lot of those connection points happen to like kind of automatically, just by nature of being in proximity with the other person. You're hanging out, and the connection just sort of. It happens. It's it's the relationship is happening to you. You're like literally you're, dating. You're falling in love and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So the there's something that's kind of happening to you, but then as you go along, you have to start happening to the other person. You know, like you have to be the one doing that. You have to be intentional with it. Um and uh clarify that. Well, I guess I mean like mm-hmm. It's sort of the kind of cliche, like love is an action, right? Mm. Like you have to, you have to do something about it. And I've, in my experience, um, just with our relationship, as we've continued on, it, it has taken, um, 
it's taken intention from us saying, hey, let's look at our week. Where are we going to, uh, what are we going to do this week to connect? Like, I miss you. I would like to spend an hour with you. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and so what do we do? And uh, that Saturday rhythm, the drive, like that was born out of this intentionality to uh, cultivate connection with each other. This podcast, honestly, was kind of born out of that. that the we do every week. The intention worksheet that we do every week, right? So we fill that out every week and and write out like, here's what we need and here's how you can love me this week. And That's on our and, website if you want to see what that is, what those questions you know, are that we ask It's so week. good. It's so good. Highly recommended. And um, it's just, and it's like, it's more than it's more than like a weekly date night. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's a posture that you're coming into your relationship with. You're infusing into <laughs> kind of everything about your relationship um is this desire to um to to connect with yeah. the other person. It's like a lifestyle almost rather than like a date night which don't get me wrong. Date nights are so amazing and I wish we had more of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you, but if you were like, if you were just to think like, oh, uh, you know, it's really important for you to have date nights. Okay. So we're going to put date nights on the calendar. Right. And that was kind of it. You know, right. that's, that's not all that you need to do. No. You know? And like, I think cultivating connection throughout the day and throughout the week, it's like, that's when like a lot of the things we talk about in the willow tree is like, creating things that are sustainable, you know, what are yeah. small things you can do over and over that create a beautiful life. And yeah. that's part of cultivating connection means like when Steven walks into the kitchen, I'm in there. Don't just walk yeah. in, fill your water cup, walk out, like walk in, like kiss me on the neck and then walk out or, you know, like those little things that we can do or Stephen, I'll have not seen him for a couple hours because he's working and I'll just shoot him a text and say, Hey, I love you so much. Yeah. Those just like little things. Yeah. It just matters so it's really, much. It's like it's like looking somebody in the eyes. Yeah, you know, it's just that. It's like getting out of our head, out of our thoughts, and and our our lane, our blinders. Yeah, and looking up and going, "Oh, hey, I see you." Yeah. Hey, I love you. We're here. Look at that. You know, can you believe it? <laughs> We're here in a house, like doing yeah. life together. We have a toddler. This is crazy, and just having those little moments throughout the day um you know really matter and like when when you wake up um you know I take Beckett in the morning you have kind of your morning rhythm mm -hmm. and then when you're ready for Beckett to come in you, you know you'll say like Beckett you know through the through the door and he'll pop up and look at me mama mama go see mama okay mm -hmm. like yep go see mama and he you know, runs off and you know I could at that moment I'm usually feeling a pretty urgent need to get started on my work day, you know, cause I've been on Beckett duty for the whole morning and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, my brain's working. Like I'm ready to go. Like go, go Beckett, go. We should probably stop calling it Beckett duty. We call it that. And I just realized, I don't know if that's like a positive connotation for him as he understands. More. <laughs> well, well, that's what we'll we call it. That. I know. <laughs> that's what know. we call it. I don't have another name for I it. I caught right myself now. saying something like that today. Like, like I had to be with him and I was like, oh my goodness, like that's not even how my heart feels. That's just what I said, you know? And I looked at him and I said, since I got to be with you for the last three hours, you know, <laughs> this is funny how our language can 
Yeah. Sounds so negative. Yeah. Well, I, I see Beckett duty as more like, it's like, who is the one, like, who's the default parent? Oh, in yeah. That moment? No, I mean, it totally makes sense. Like, I'm even just if saying, we're I don't both know if out, he would interpret it that way. Uh, well, he's not listening to the podcast yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm just, <laughs> but just thinking out loud. Anyway, carry I on. Mean, like, I could very easily be like, okay, Beckett is in with yeah. mom. Like, I'm going to get to work, shut the door, mm-hmm. you know, bye. Mm-hmm. But I always try to go in as well. Even if it's just for a really yeah. short amount of time, I go in and I tell Christine, like, here's how his day was. We had a great time. Yeah. This funny thing happened. Even if it's like know, super short and it's like, like hey, got to get to work. You. I love you. Good morning. Yeah. You know, give you a kiss and then, and then head out. It's just the... It's just communicating and yeah, just those little moments of like, hey, I see you. Or like when you're gone for the day and I pack you a lunch, like I know I won't see him for like five hours. I'll like put a little note in your lunchbox sometimes. Like that's an easy way to cultivate yeah. connection. It's like in the middle of your day when you pull out your lunchbox, like, hey, I see you. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, we have some really good ones left. Well, we think they're good, but no, they're good. We'll finish them out. Um, there's like six more things, maybe the best ones. I think so. I'm just saying that. I think they are. Um, so let's wrap it up though, because you know, this yeah. is getting long and we're exhausted. Yeah. People got a, people got things to do. Things to do. Okay. So let's do for the health, heart and home. We always want to kind of give a little challenge. Um, and something we thought we could all think about together is, Think about someone in your life that you want to cultivate growth with this year. Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's uh, just a significant other or a partner. Maybe it's a child or a friend or a grandparent. Think about who that person is. um, And that's kind of the challenge. Just think about who, who that person is and make an intention of what can you do this year to maybe foster a more thriving relationship with that person. Maybe have a conversation with them, even ask them what they need in order to feel like the relationship could be a little better. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so Whimsy and Delight, Stephen Hudson, what have you been enjoying lately? Tell the people. Tell the world. Um, I have been enjoying, um, I might have used, I'll, I'll use something different than what I was going to say. I've been, I've been enjoying now we all a new, uh, I was going to say my slippers that I got for Christmas, but oh, I think you said I that said last that time. Last time. Uh, so I will say I've been enjoying, um, my, uh, my, my jacket. I have this mm-hmm. black winter jacket. It's like, it's kind of made for backpacking and hiking. I used it for the Grand Canyon mm. trip, um, but it's just been a really great, like, just classic kind of all around winter jacket. It's really sleek. Yeah, it's uh, like classy. You could hike just, in it, but you could also like wear it to church. It just feels like me. Yeah, and it it's <laughs> really just nice. feels like me. It's very classy. It feels like me. It's just so classy and simple, and oh. Uh, no, but show it's, them the slippers you used to wear, and then see yeah. what they say. <laughs> used to wear, used to wear. Um, yeah, so I've been I've been really enjoying that jacket this winter, right. and the best thing I've eaten lately is probably that chocolate cake that you made. I, I did think make a really did good we chocolate use that cake. last time? No, too? I don't think so. Okay, well I'm gonna say remember. I'm gonna say that um, made a bomb chocolate. Honestly, cake. it's the first like from scratch chocolate cake I've ever made. Yeah, 
I'll put the recipe below. It's really yeah, good. So good. But I wouldn't say there's been much else like. We haven't had much extraordinary eating things. Yeah. Just kind of our, and uh, but everything we eat is really Everything great. we eat is great. <laughs> I mean, I do what I can, Stephen Hudson. Yeah, you do. Um, okay. Mine, what I've been enjoying lately, I'm going to say this is very random, but on Spotify, there's a playlist called Peaceful Meditation. And I've been putting that on every evening. I go down to the basement. It's where I have my quiet time for an hour. And I just put my headphones in and I put that on and I try to like sit with it for like, well, this is a new thing I'm working on, but like sitting with it for like 10 minutes and not doing anything. But even if I start reading, um, I still like keep it in my ears and just something about it, like soaks my nervous system in calm. That's like all I can say. Like, it's like the sounds it's, I wouldn't qualify it as like, my typical instrumental music that we have playing in the house all day. It's like just this really soothing, like it feels very therapeutic and like on a physical level, it helps my nervous system literally come down from the day. So I've been enjoying that peaceful meditation on Spotify. Um, Favorite thing I've eaten lately is going to be, I experimented and I made this like cashew hummus do you know what I'm talking about? I do. It was like really good. It and was I really was good. surprised. It wasn't actually anything too fancy. Basically, I just made like a typical hummus, you know, chickpeas, olive oil, lemon. But then I was like, I want to up level this. And everything is made better with cashews. So I roasted some cashews and I threw them in. And it just like made it so much creamier and it like really increased the smoothness and like the depth of the flavor of the hummus. Roasted cashews just make everything better. So I just threw a handful in there. In the Vitamix. You can't just throw a handful in there. Yeah. I would say that was really good. Maybe not the best thing, but something new for the good people to hear about. It was delicious. Maybe try hand it some roasted cashews. Usually when when Christina says like, I kind of made this up. I'm just trying things. It ends up being really, really good. Uh, So she's being humble. It was delicious. If you want to know how to roast cashews, you just put cashews in the oven at 350 for 10 minutes and that's how you roast them and then just throw them into your hummus and blend it up until smooth done deal i just want to give the recipe ovens all over america are now roasting cashews <laughs> i hope so it's good and you can get a big bag for a good deal of raw cashews at costco because Woo-hoo. they're expensive okay all right that's it everybody um that is it for part one of 10 years of marriage recap however we decide to name this <laughs> like it's not really a recap we're not really giving advice because we don't really know what Lessons we're doing learned um, we don't know what this is yeah no but uh thanks for listening really appreciate you love to hear your feedback and your favorite parts of the episode mm-hmm. um and if you are not already a paying supporter um, we invite you to do that. It's $5 a month. It would really help us out just with covering costs associated with the podcast. Let us know that you appreciate what we're doing. And you also get some goodies. You get the intention, the weekly intention worksheet, which we fill out every week. It is just a simple set of questions that provides a lot of clarity. And and again, it helps you 
live the life that you want to live each week. Mm. And you also get access to the vault of past content that we have made that used to be private. Um, but it's like uh, videos, it's meditations. Very exciting. We should probably like look at that again and be like, is this even quality? It is quality. <laughs> I'm just as, as my, my you know wife tanks you, the pitch here. Jeez. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, when you record something like two years ago and then you're like, I should watch that again. <laughs> I know it was, I know it was good. Sorry, I'm not trying to take your pitch. Just feeling vulnerable suddenly. It's good, everybody. Suddenly feeling vulnerable. No, it was, it was good. That was a really fun. I I loved doing that subscription. That community was so cool. Yeah, it was really. Then we had a kid, and we just needed to prune down. Yeah, well, and we got feedback that you know people wanted more of the podcast, and we was like, well, we can't do more of everything, so we're just going to double down on the podcast. So, but if you want all of the stuff that we did for a long time, there's a lot of content in there: videos, um, other podcast episodes, and meditations. You can get that all for five dollars a month. And uh, I think next time we will finish out this conversation. So we'll do part two of what we've learned in 10 years of marriage. And that's it. Thanks, everybody, for being here. We'll see you next time under the willow tree. Bye. Bye. Welcome, my dear, to the endless summer. Welcome, my dear. To eternity